I'm Ben Clunt. And I'm Stephen Brown. We're two entrepreneurial professionals based in Spokane, Washington. Join us on our journey to make 2019 the most prosperous of our lives. We'll bear all as we strive to improve all aspects of our business and our health and fitness, as well as our relationships personally and professionally. We aim to offer impactful insight into our business and personal lives. We'll share the good, the bad, and the ugly throughout our journey. With the ultimate goal of our business and fitness being in the best shape of our lives at the close of 2019. You are listening to the Ordinary to Extraordinary Podcast. Okay. Up, down, and out. It's a little. Hello, 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 hello. Sounds good. Be I like that I got the money baker. chrome microphone. That's the cheap one. <laughs> oh, I don't care. It's sparkly and pretty. But yet it gives better sound. I know these. Does it? Yeah. So do you guys just, have to travel with all this stuff, or is this? It in just goes in the backpack. Yeah. Dang, guys. We're uh. We look, we look legit. You are else. legit. You're my There's friends. I trust you. You're my friends. No Too shit. Too legit to quit. Too legit to quit. Hey, so, hey. Um, we've been recording. Shall we just get going? Sure. We talk format first. The format is there isn't one. We just talk. It's conversational. It's just, didn't you figure that out with Jordan's yet too? Sure. It's kind of free form. Yeah. Yeah, because he told me you asked him what we were going to ask. Mm-hmm. And it was, I was like, oh, that's cute. You're going to come in here for a New We York do have icebreakers. Like, I didn't tell her about any of the icebreakers. Oh, I love icebreakers. It's not as cute as this little printed resume you brought for yeah, isn't yeah. That nice? She's even got I'm a professional legit. headshot up in the right hand corner. Uh, yeah. Does that look like you? <gasps> and it's color. We're going to take a picture of this. We're this, this might be an Instagram post. <laughs> you get okay. some free publicity. I out walked of it in that here way. to help uh, educate our community oh, God. about construction. <laughs> Um, you thought we were talking about construction? Yeah. Oh. You know, come on. You're going to be throwing these... Didn't you listen to the podcast? Daggers at me. You can tell she's only listened to a couple of This them. is BS. <laughs> am, hey, wait. Am I getting paid for this? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll buy you a drink. Sign me Do you already have a drink, actually? I did, yes. Uh, I heard it was BYOB. This is actually just some agua. In, in your baker little, mug, I like you, it. Yeah, hello. Very if good. there was any video footage, I wanted to make sure that we got good. the logo Product side. Placement. Yeah, we're not quite there yet. We're trying like to do the Pepsi. Joe Rogan thing eventually. That's cool. Videos going and stuff. So should we do an official introduction so we actually have a place to start? Yeah. Okay. I think we're fine, but I guess we'll just say well. Well, we'll say who she is at least. Yeah. And how we know her, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to tell the story of you met. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Ryan even nearly know. kicked you out of my event. Yeah, I don't Get even the hell know out of here. how we met. Oh. So today on Ordinary to Extraordinary, we have Brooke Baker Spink. Ah, the crowd goes wild. Double-barreled name. <laughs> Double-barreled that's, name. That's part of me, yeah. by the way. Brooke Baker Spink is Director of Business Development with Baker Construction, a local yeah. construction, a commercial construction yep. company. So Baker they won't build your home. And development. And development. Thank you, Stephen. Yes. Website. Thank you. So Full title, important. Welcome. Do your homework next time. Thanks. Welcome. Yep. I didn't even know what your title was until you brought me your resume. It's a, I'm like, yeah. I think she does business development for me. I think she's like, a saleswoman. She sells, which is she's something we're going to ask you about. Okay. Being, being a woman in sales, too. Okay. I, I pulled up LinkedIn earlier, so I kind of was like, if you nothing's cheated. changed, we're good. Well, yeah. I haven't updated my LinkedIn in yeah, quite a few moves. It still says she's yeah, a graduate of CV, and that's it. Yep. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> class of 95. 
No, I graduated in 04, but... Oh, I was like, yeah. you're not that old. <laughs> I was six? I feel... I was... Yeah, don't I look good? Yeah, LinkedIn My Botox is working, so... Undervalued and underutilized. Yep. So yeah. do a lot of stuff through LinkedIn. I'm going to need a tutorial on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Videos are the best mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. Do you want to do some icebreaker questions? Sure. Shall we talk about how we know Brooke first? You first. <laughs> You're dying to tell the story, Steven. Uh, <laughs> mine's not as exciting as yours is going to be because you're hyping yours up a lot. It's like I don't even remember how I met Brooke. I, I think know. we've just passed, like, crossed paths so many times at different events in Spokane. Mm-hmm. I always say Spokane's half a million people, but we're still a really small town. Yep. So I concur. It uh, it's not hard to to meet somebody new in this town, mm-hmm. or you might already know them. So right. I don't know how we know each other. Well, I was clearly memorable, and oh, you I memorable. really appreciate that. Yeah, that yeah. you remember, but I remember every time, Brooke. Yeah, <laughs> the voice will not leave my head. <laughs> it won't leave my head. <laughs> You're Brooke in and my I are, are, are co-comedians. We yes. think we're the funniest people <laughs> alive. We joke that we should do stand-up. So. Yes, this is our first time. Good luck yeah. with this podcast today, Stephen. <laughs> so I met Brooke. <laughs> Here it goes. Here it goes, listeners. At the top of the Paulson Center, and uh, Adrian and I had had a few shandies, shall we say, before we got there. Oh, Mm. God. I Mm. I remember Mm. these. They sure did. Brian Newbery had been given a speech about... um, Leadership. Leadership. Yeah. (laughs) Servant leadership. His his speech also included talking about juggling balls and having your hands on the balls all the time and making Mm -hmm. sure your hands are always on every ball. So... Yeah. So you know these, these drunk fools in the background of my event, <laughs> I was like, you need to get the hell out of here. Who are these fools? Get out of my event. So like a, like a yeah, Go jump boy. off the side of a building. Yeah. I was going to push, I was going to push them. <laughs> yeah. We were on the rooftop of the, the Paulson Center. So then Brooke came and who are you and why are you here? And I'm like, well, actually we were registered for the event. We're supposed to be here. I'm Where like, your where's badges? your name tag? Show me a name tag. Show me your, show me who you are. So I refuse to wear them. I put them in my pocket. Right. And I always say that people yeah. should either know who I am or ask. Right. And your liquid courage was strong at that point. <laughs> I'll just want to, you and Adrian were fiercely. I through the week very often. Yeah. But yeah, well, day, you sure did on that Thursday night. Yeah, that, day we did. <laughs> that was also what that's four years well. I called ball. you out. Then I was like, wait a minute, these guys are kind of funny and cool, and I like that they're flipping me shit. I think we're gonna be friends. I think, and we gonna... became friends at that yeah. night. So she introduced herself. <laughs> as, You're kind of um, pissing me off, but I respect you for it. Her, her, your name badge only said Brooke Baker. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, and I assumed because there was a big rock on her finger, I said, so you married into the family? You're like, no. And I was like, well, did you? keep your own name and she's like well it's actually it's baker spink and again being drunk i was like Pfft. yeah you were just <laughs> a real peach fire. yeah you were a peach that night i'm like yep and adrian and i stole your name badge and we're taking turns of pretending we were brooke baker yeah spink. and oh, you were running Lord. about town trying to be me and They've nobody can me be too. me yeah no. Yeah. They're like, no, we but know we had fun. Yeah, and I don't kept blame you. To us afterwards, so. I actually thought you guys were pretty funny. I'm like, these guys, if they're going to be showing up at my event, <laughs> unruly as ever, I think I might be friends with them. Because <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> what I would do. I'm like, oh my gosh. But that was one, I think he and I were the, the, the sort of catalyst for, hey, let's see if we can go to some of their events and get yes. some of them to come to SYP events. And- yep. And, and the rest is history, there. and this is the end of the podcast. And good, good, day, good day. But that's how we met. So I think my meet and book story is much better than. I like yours better. Yeah, yours yeah. is better. More memorable. Sure you get your hands on not all the balls in life when you're juggling. <laughs> I was like, get out of here. I remember that you're such a I had, child. I knew I'm like, you oh at that my point. god. 
I knew you at that point, some of the ELS crew, and then obviously you and Adrian, and I was hanging out with you guys that night, and I'm going, oh my God, oh mm-hmm. my God, yeah. oh my God, this is embarrassing. That's, those are your friends. If those you are the people you at, connect yourself with, Ben. You can't laugh at childish things. <laughs> Come on. I was like, we're at a professional balls. networking event. Brian Newberry, who is a saint, I'm like, if you yeah. laugh during his speech, I will kill you. <laughs> and I will kill laughing. you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But. And okay. It wasn't a speech. I love the metaphor. It was just funny at that time. Yes, right. A few shanties five beers in. in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just five beers. Yeah. <laughs> just five beers. Oh, good lord. Okay, let's do icebreaker questions, and then you can tell us who you are. Oh dear. Who you are at your core? Yeah, I'm just intrigued. Do you remember the icebreaker questions? Thing. Yeah. Oh, I remember them. Go on then. You don't remember? You don't them? normally. I I have the last few. All right, Brooke. If they were to make a movie about your life. What would it be about, and who would play you? I feel like I should have had time to prepare for this question. This is like my dream question. <laughs> Preparation sucks. Just do it off the cuff. Well, I've got... I mean, Ben and I always joke that I am like Will Ferrell as a female. Um, so I feel like... Is it weird that I would want Will Ferrell to like dress up like a chick and be me? That's awesome. You know, like the Disney answers. I'm like, um, Reese Witherspoon, and it would be Legally Blonde, um, World Peace. That's not going to be the most flat. I like comedy. I am a total dork. You guys know that. I don't take myself too seriously. So, um, I don't know what the movie would be called. What would it be about, though? My the life, the life, and the trials of Brooke Baker Spank, tearing it up, living in Liberty Lake. Selling buildings, doing what I do. <laughs> this is going to be a long podcast. <laughs> Selling buildings, doing what I do. Slinging them buildings. You need a building. You yeah, build. it's it'd be basically Steve at home just staring at me like, this is my life. Um, you think you're so funny, Brooke. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. How many years into this marriage are we? God, we've uh, already been married for how many years? Oh, God. So, yeah. Um, that's probably the best answer I'm going to give you guys on this icebreaker. All right. All right. So I can remember the, <laughs> the plot of the question, just not how it was entirely <laughs> phrased. But it was something along these lines of what is one thing that you want to accomplish in life that you haven't yet? Before you die, what is something you want to check off? I want to be a mom. Mom. Not a mom yet. I'm a dog mom. I want to be a human mom. So a hopefully that mom. happens at some point. Okay. Um, I thought you were pregnant about six months ago when you showed up to meet us and you didn't drink. Oh, and I didn't drink. I was like, I was eating. That was a taco baby. Like, that was not a baby baby. She was going to the gym afterwards. (laughs) No, I was like trying to be a good person and go to the gym afterwards when I went to Durkin's with you guys. I'm like, sorry, boys. It's a. And I took the deal. It's a diet water for me. (laughs) I was like, wait, are you pregnant? And you're like, no. And I'm like, I'm telling everybody. (laughs) Twitter. (laughs) No, I want to be a mom. I think that's definitely something that I'm excited for. And uh, I've got a lot of good friends to teach me the ways. So, I mean, Weston is still I just kicking. I the table. Yeah, 18 yeah. months is still alive. Thank you, Lauren. Yeah, I Lauren mean, really. <laughs> Weston was swimming this lake. At he the, was. Yeah, this weekend at the lake. Guppy. Learning to swim. He go, kick, kick, kick. And he go, da, 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 da. All right, last one. I told you Ben never remembers him. That's why he was trying to pretend he did. When you were a little girl... You were just a wee mm-hmm. This is the one I forget. What did you want to be and why? Oh, I already know the answer to this. You're going to be, you're loving it. I wanted to be a coroner. What? Yeah, this is a true story. Yeah. <laughs> I loved like 
gory things. I loved blood and guts. Like my parents would buy me books on anatomy. So are you one of these girls that's all about the true crime stuff right now? Are you listening to all no. the podcasts? No, and- I'm too busy with my reality shows for anything like oh God. mentally stimulating. But um, no, I wanted to be a coroner when I was really little. And then like a couple of years after that, I grew out of it and wanted to be a comedian. You know, you could see all the dead bodies and the blood and the guts and the gore and I mean, I don't know parts of me, right? Like, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, today I'm happy I didn't choose. All right. Am I going to be a regular guest after this? I mean, I feel like (laughs) I feel like I'm really your guys's ordinary to extraordinary with Brooke Baker speak. All right, (laughs) coming in hot and heavy. So, Brooke, oh, give us a story so far. Tell us where you were born, what you did, where you went to school, all the rest of it. Who Your are life. you? That's a loaded question. That is a long, like, Wait. how much where time Where you were do raised, we where you graduated from. Okay. Talk about the family biz. Yeah. Slinging them we'll, buildings. We'll go from there. All right. Well, uh, guys, first and foremost, thanks for having me today. It's a dream come true. <laughs> and it, this was on my bucket list. So Check that off. O2E. Check. You were so excited about it. I am. No, I am not being facetious. I'm serious. So, Which is uh, hard to know when she's being real or facetious, actually. <laughs> Read the face. So she's like, mm-hmm. you could totally tell. Nope, no, you can't. So um, I am proud to say I'm a Spokane girl, born and raised. So city or um, valley? I grew up in the valley. I went to Central Valley High School. Go Bears, class of 2004. And then I was stop. Why is that funny? Why are you laughing at that? Uh, and then I went to Washington State University. Go Cougs. And studied business. So I did marketing and international business. And then after that, I went and worked for State Farm Insurance for five years. Well, what? Why? Not State Farm. I just oh, mean insurance, insurance in general. general. Yeah. It's, a big it's not scheme. for everybody. Like, not everybody's tough enough for it or smart enough for it. But um, so my first couple years working for State Farm, I helped open up a scratch agency on the South Hill. So we had no policyholders when we opened up our doors. And so that was cool. It was scary and exciting. And I was young and I was literally cold calling out of a phone book. So I didn't know any better and loved it. So I did that for a couple of years and then got promoted to the corporate office for State Farm. So it was cool. I was based out of Spokane and I had about 30 offices in my territory and my job in that role was all acquisition and retention studies. So I had about 250 team members or so in all those different agencies and loved it, made good money, traveled, was still single at the time. And the next uh, step in my career would have been to open up my own agency. And that's just not really where my heart was at at that time. So after a lot of long conversations with my dad and his partners, that's how I made the transition to Baker Construction. And so the smart transition and the most logical transition for me was sales. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much what I do now is all the, I do the direct, I'm the director of pre-construction services or business development, just a fancy title for sales. So, mm-hmm. and I've been there this coming month now will be six years and oh, I feel wow. like I just started. So. It was definitely like eyes wide open though. I mean, they're like, mm-hmm. get ready for the good, the bad, the ugly. This is not an easy business. Mm-hmm. And you know, saying that six years ago was a good time to get into construction in Spokane. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And it's not, yeah, it's not always going to be as, as awesome as it is right now, but no. you know, we're a solid company and the things that we've put into place will help us through the next downturn. And that's how we survived 08, 09. And so what's yeah. the backstory of Baker Construction? 
Sure, yeah. Well, it dates back to 1951, a little town called Swift Current, Saskatchewan. It's a true story. Yeah. Oh, okay. And my grandparents actually started our company. We actually have a really cool history. So oh, cool. Baker started as a, uh, a real estate and an insurance firm. So um, those were our humble beginnings. And then there was an opportunity to actually move to Wenatchee. Um, so my grandparents moved the company to Wenatchee. And they did that because of the large agriculture boom. So there was an opportunity to do like Quonset huts, apple storage facilities, potato storage facilities. So they were doing construction of those um, while also doing real estate and insurance. That kind of dried up. Yeah, it dried up, pun intended. You're welcome. And the agriculture, yep. Uh, moved the company in the 80s to Spokane, or a little, I should say late 70s into Spokane, and that's when we became Baker Steel. So Baker Steel, uh, we were repping steel buildings um, and doing that. And then in order to survive, because that kind of dried up a little bit too, that's when we morphed into becoming a full-fledged commercial general contractor. So we started doing office remodels, TIs, things like that. Um, and then, you know, seven decades later, um, here's where we are today. We do about $70 million a year in business and we're in 12 Western states. And again, like I said earlier, it's all commercial. We don't do anything residential, but mm -hmm. it's pretty cool. I mean, we have a cool history and yeah. been through a lot of different things, um, with the economy. And my dad is the, is truly like the direct reason why the company is where it is today. What's your dad's title there? President? CEO? Yep. Yep. Papa. El Presidente. Are there any partners or is it just? Yes. And um, his two partners in the business are amazing. Um, it's George Garber and Reed Cottle. And those are the two business partners. And cool. they've been there forever too. And they're like the three amigos. It's really fun to watch them in action. Yeah. yeah. Your office is fun when I stop by just randomly. Thank you. There's always something going on or yeah. just cool things. We're lucky. We've got a good culture. Um, it's a hard business. Construction is hard. It's stressful and it's a lot of work. And so we try to make it as fun as it can be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Let's talk yeah. about it and it being hard, especially <clears throat> being a young, vibrant female in a male dominated industry. Talk about that. Have you had a in sales, nonetheless. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, it was a challenge at the beginning and I, and the boss's daughter. Yes. Right. Yeah. Her. Young, um, boss's daughter, a chick oh my gosh the three things going against you right um i am crazy to do this no uh it was hard at first and i think that's because i came from being um at a corporate level for a fortune you know 50 company mm -hmm. and being you know quote unquote un being important and being the subject matter expert and my phone ringing off the hook to being brand new and kind of having to reinvent myself and i was only in my mid-20s but it still felt really scary and I'm an overachiever and a crazy type A. So to walk into something and be like so new, it was a little bit paralyzing at first. Um, I didn't mind starting at the bottom. That's how I wanted it. And that's the right way to do things. Um, so I've been working my way up, but it was challenging at first. So the way that I really overcame that was just thickening up my skin and not taking things so personal. Um, I was a lot more, I always make this joke, I was a lot more, you know, puppy dogs and candy canes when I started. And then I found a way to, <laughs> to be myself, um, but find a way for people to take me serious, but to still be myself and, yeah. and prove to them that I know what I'm talking about and we can still have fun doing it. But yeah, it it's took me a little while to get there. I would say as well, it's like, don't take business too seriously. Have a little fun with it. Yeah. Too. Well, life like is really life. short. Yeah. yeah. And, and again, it's stressful. It's stressful for the client. Um, you know, 
they've got a finite amount of dollars and a finite amount of time and mm-hmm. they don't know what the hell they're doing. I mean, this is, that's a huge thing for somebody to build a building that's never done that. And so, mm-hmm. so what was it like yeah. to go after one of your first big deals and then lose it? Oh, the worst ever. I'm the worst loser in the entire do you, world. Do you remember like who, like the I don't remember my first loss. I mean, I definitely like remember my first win, but even to this day, I mean, I lost a project this morning and I was like, it was like a little bit of a five minute. Yes. I had to close my door and decompress for a minute. But I'd rather be a good loser. I mean, I'd rather never, ever, ever be um, in a position where I can like accept loss mm-hmm. very well. The second you became, you become a good loser in the sales game, it's like, what if? Why are you in that role? Yeah, would you let it take you over? Yeah, I, so I don't take it personal anymore, which is good. I just am competitive, and especially when somebody makes a decision to go with somebody else, and I'm like, dang it, I would have really loved to work with that client, yeah. and we would have like vied well, and I know that. Um, I could have taken good care of them, mm-hmm. but it hurts a little bit less when I lose it to a company that I know will take good care of them. And like my competitors in town, we have fantastic competitors with good reputations. And so I don't feel quite as bad when I know at least they're in good hands. Yeah. Still stinks. That's a huge milestone. I mean, I'm sure you had that too. Like the first few times that you go out and you lose a client or you lose it, oh. and it's just like, you feel like someone stabbed you in the mm-hmm. gut and you take it so personal oh. and then after a while you learn to cope with that and yeah. just move on yeah well, there's also um there's a lot to be said for being gracious in defeat right yep. because yep a lot of times you lose out and then it comes full circle and they come back and they say hey we made a mistake yes, mm-hmm. this didn't yes. Out. can we talk yep. again it's the best yeah. feeling and Don't it's happened right bridges. yeah mm-hmm. it's happened and yeah. because i didn't burn that bridge and you know burn down their house or something <laughs> <laughs> Egg the car. Yeah, exactly. Like, you didn't burn down the house. Yeah. Egg the car. This is these reality TV shows. I'm telling you. She's I know. I really am. Snapped. <laughs> Steve, be careful. Yeah. Her husband's Actually, name is Steve, by the way. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> not me. Not, not Steve. So around. let's talk about that. You met Steve through Baker, right? Yes. Yep. I met him at the company Christmas party. How much more family focused of a business can you get? I know, right? I made that fun for my dad, for sure. Um, <laughs> so Steve, um, and I haven't even got to tell you this, Ben. Actually, Steve made a career change Didn't um, I tell three, you weeks, week? three weeks ago. I think I did know. Yeah. I so he's working. We talked about it, too. Yeah. He's getting into, because he's got that medical background. So. Um, Doing like pharma sales type stuff? Uh, yeah. Medical medical equipment sales. Nice. Yep. Okay. Um, Sweet. So yeah, that, that was interesting. Um, you know, first starting to date somebody that worked for the company. Um, and you know, he's such a gentleman. He like asked my dad for permission to even like take me out on a date. My dad's like, thank you, Steve. I really appreciate that. Brooke is old. You do not need to ask for permission (laughs) to ask her out on a date, but I am your boss. I see where you're coming from, you know? So I'm fortunate because I can remember like when my dad hired Steve, that's before I even worked for Baker. And he's mm-hmm. like, gosh, I hired the greatest guy today. And everybody loved him. So, cool. but yeah, good. yeah. He's good fun. He's I think you like to hang out with him more than you like to hang out with me. We never get to hang out, but that's cool. You've said that to me before. You're like, I would rather hang out with Steve. I'm like, thanks. That's I, what everybody I, says. Speaking of which, I just played golf with Rob and he told me him and Shelby were down in yes, Nashville. In Nashville. Yeah. Like, They're awesome. No, I didn't yeah. either. It was my, um, <laughs> My sister's 30th, yeah. Oh. It was and a good time. And my colleague. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Shelby's my girl. Now you know what it feels like when you don't invite me to the Shelby was, <laughs> Shelby's like, she came back the next day. And I was like, oh, God, how was it done in Vegas or wherever the hell you were with Brooke? And she's like, Brooke's my girl. Like, she's so funny. 
It was Nashville, right? Nashville, yeah. Oh, where you yeah, were. which is the same, basically the same thing. I yeah. love Nashville so much. <clears throat> we loved it. But it's been so, it's been a good transition with Steve doing his new gig and, yeah. and me having my gig because that was his passion. Medicine was his passion. And he's, you guys know him. He's so good with people. And it's really fun. Like at nighttime, like hear about his job and, you know, my updates because before it was just all about Baker, Baker, Baker. And so it's really fun to like have us each have our own thing. Well, and if he's in medical device sales, now he's earning real money as well. Yeah. Yeah. That will be, <laughs> that's no, no, the plan. No, we'll see. No, but, yeah. No, he's, give him a couple of years. He's um, very happy. Yeah. It's fun to see him so, doing his thing. And this is, this is one of my off the cuff questions like mm-hmm. I told you as they come up so married mm-hmm. both in professional careers yep. that can be busy and hectic at times what do you guys do to keep your marriage fun lively do you have date nights what do you do yes so keep um, yeah, keep it clean yeah. exactly how many I take my how many and, no. <laughs> how, many <laughs> listeners, <laughs> how many listeners do we have right now um, you know what we, love, we both have the travel bug so that's really kind of our thing. And even if it's just sneaking out for a date night here and there, um, we love that. And it's honestly like, it just feels like the more and more that time goes on and even being married, I'm like, oh my gosh, how is, I feel like, you know, you wake up on Monday and then Saturday's there and Sunday's gone. It just feels like it's a blur. So I can only imagine when we have kids. How freaking crazy it's going to be. Yeah, the travel bug shall be no more. Um, The other thing that we like to do together is golf. So, yeah, golf. We play soccer. Steven, you've seen us on the soccer pitch. You have seen me golf. (laughs) Easy, Tiger. Your your team actually beat my team for the first time ever this past season, and you and Steve were nowhere to be seen. Yeah, probably traveling. And I I did not play the week that they beat me. I was in Orlando, just saying. Okay. Thank you for putting that How's on the golf record. Game, by the way? Golf game is good. Played last week in the GSI tournament. That was fun. How many f bombs did you drop? Um, none, none. I promise you, I'm working on it. Do you want to know something crazy? I got a call. This is off topic entirely, but I haven't brought it up yet to you. <laughs> Do you know that you and I and Manny are on the Rising Star panel? Tonight? Oh yes! Oh my gosh! And are you Dean on is that? Interviewing us? Oh dear. Paul, Paul Reed, what were you thinking? I this is a terrible idea. He's, he's like, you'll be with uh, Manny and Brooke and Nadine Burgess. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> these Paul, are all the homies. You just these did. Are, these are all the homies. It's going to be just talking the whole time. I was like, these no, kids are gonna we'll so be good. Wisdom. We'll do good for you, Paul. Don't worry, Paul. Don't worry, Paul. Just get some added liability policies. Yes. Um, you just, actually, I didn't see you when I played golf with Rob because it was the associated contractors yeah um, or a b uh, yeah agc maybe or abc yeah, your table was there but yeah. there was no brook right yeah sometimes they don't <laughs> let me out of the office right yeah i don't earn my time on the course till i sell something and so then i haven't really had a chance to talk to you except for like two minutes after you give a presentation talk to me about ireland you visited ireland oh my gosh we had so much fun God, yeah God. that was in the fall we loved it and that's like exactly what my soul needed to. It was like a couple of months after my mom died and mm-hmm. we just needed to like get the heck out of town. And I loved it. I loved it. And did you drive? Um, Steve did. I am very pleased that I did not. Um, I, I'm very happy that there were many taverns along the way. <laughs> <laughs> my stress level on those roads, I cannot believe that that's just a common thing. I mean, how narrow they are. And yeah. I mean, literally like our side, the side mirrors were hitting twigs every two seconds. And it was interesting being on the other side of the car. It's, it's always funny for me because 
reverse or parallel parking here. Yeah. You can land a jumbo jets in most of the spaces and people struggle and I'm like, you need to go to Europe and try and do Right. That. I could never imagine. <laughs> yeah, I could barely like drive to Liberty Lake from my office. So <laughs> in my car. Like, and she drives in a Yukon. Yeah. That's the yeah. story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically it's not like a, it's a mini Cooper. Dude, it's like a seven thirty seven, oh, like yeah. when I'm coming into town, so Shoot, it's breaking out the way. Yeah. So without naming any names of companies or people or anything like that, we've obviously had a few scandals in Spokane with the construction industry and people doing things that they shouldn't do and Fit getting loans from the city to do things and then kind of not following through on what they were supposed to do. What? How do you think you guys have been able to stay above all of the, mm-hmm. the nastiness that's in the construction industry and what's um, what's your view to kind of stamp that out? Sure. Yeah. Good question. And I would first say, I'd first say that, um, I think every industry has certain bad apples, right? Um, so I don't think it's just privy to construction and, and, and second, um, you know, what some of our competitors have gone through the last couple of years, like I wish on nobody, no matter how it happened, what transpired, like you work so damn hard in construction for very small margin. So to see kind of the ripple effect that it has on the community with the subcontractors, um, the suppliers, the clients, like I wish it on nobody. It is, um, it, this, this business is not for the faint of heart. So I think to answer your question, just to stay, um, stay true to our core values and that's just honesty, integrity, and, um, you know, doing, doing business the old fashioned way with, you know, a healthy sense of humor. And, um, we are not growing just for growth sake. Um, we're being a little bit more strategic with the clients that we're working with moving forward. And again, we haven't, we're in a, a position right now where we have an economic, um, upturn where we can do that. I can be a little bit more strategic with the folks that we work with, but it's not always going to be like that. And so we need to make sure that we're taking good care of people. And about 70% of our business is repeat business. So that is how we survived 08 and 09 and um, over 70. Yeah. Yeah. Holy moly. Yep. So, and that's really how we got to 12 Western states is, mm-hmm. is going there for, you know, people like Washington federal, yeah, um, yeah, that needed us to go to remote areas. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cause they're, it's so Washington federal uses Baker for all of the remote builds. So mm-hmm. the, the one in Newport's brand new, um, did you guys do some stuff down on the Palouse as well for them? Somewhere? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So they're a great what client. What is average project size? We don't really have one. I know that that's like a pretty well, cliche answer. Well, uh, a sweet spot for us is between one and five million. I mean, I would say the biggest we've done is that student housing project in Pullman. Um, it was about twenty-two million. Sweet. Um, and yeah, there's no really. We're looking to build those relationships, so I wouldn't say that there's a project that's too small. I mean, if if it's something smaller for somebody that um, you know that we respect and want to take good care of, and we know we can grow with them, then yeah, we'll do that. That's the right fit. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. It's like anybody. Yeah. So you mentioned you'd listened to Jordan Tampine's interview with us, which mm-hmm. was a lot of fun as well. Yes. And I'm guessing you know Jordan pretty well. Uh, yeah. Great guy. Tons of fun. Yep. Look, I look up things. to him a ton. So I would ask you, when we talked about leverage with him, is that a similar approach to what you guys take as a company? And, and how do you make sure you're not over leveraged? Because obviously the sure. the builder that was up north that sort of was over leveraged. and. Mm-hmm. Um, went belly up if you sure like. yeah how do you guys um, approach that so our approach as a construction company to leverage is 
uh, is just to stay as as lean as possible. We don't have a super fancy office. We've got a really nice conservative office that we've been in for a very long time. We don't have, um, you know, a ton of really expensive equipment pieces unless it's something that Carrera we can justify. And oh, what? Get Carrera marble, yeah. all over. <laughs> gold-plated statues. Um, but yeah, I mean, leverage uh, is a good thing from a development perspective, but from an operations perspective and an overhead perspective, it's scary and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't know how other companies do it, um, but we just try to stay pretty lean and mean. And that, again, that afforded us uh, the opportunity to really keep our key staff through Mm -hmm. the economic downturn because we have these amazing rock star veteran superintendents that just kick ass guys that built schools and casinos. I'm like, gosh, when the, exactly when the economy is back, like we don't want to lose these guys. These guys are amazing. And we have a lot of guys that have been with our company for 20 plus years that Mm -hmm. have, I've grown up around that are the the breadth and depth of our company. Hmm. What about, um, banks? Mm -hmm. You guys obviously have a relationship with a ton of different banks. Mm -hmm. You're probably looking else. Like how does that go? Like you talked about losing out, but you must have like multiple banks bid on every project and then you pick one or you stick sure. to a certain bank and yeah. that must cause a lot of sort of uh, interesting conversations for you. Sure. Yeah. And so from a, um, from a coaching perspective, when I'm consulting somebody and they're you know going to go build something, um, I just ask if they have a primary lender, a primary relationship, somebody that they can lean on to say, Hey, go to your guy or go to your gal and open up that conversation with them. We'll get a pro forma over to them. Um, and then if they don't have a relationship with banks, that's when I kind of talk about with the scope of work that they're looking at from the equity injections that they're looking at and the, their holding position recommend a few banks. So from the construction side, that's how I handle it from a development side on the properties that we own. We've got a handful of banks that we work with just that we want to share the love with. I mean, because exactly what you said, you can't be married to one bank in this community. We don't have enough work to go around to be married to one bank, one architect, um, one engineer, one real estate broker. I mean, it's, you, you can't do that. You got to share the love and we try to do it and, and be as um, impartial as we can, but also, um, you know, work on our continued loyalty. So for the sake of clarity, again, there's Baker Construction, which has <clears throat> the development arm, which where you guys are going and building properties for your own investment portfolio Correct. Yep. and with other people that invest in. Yes. And then you build a suit for people as well. Yep. Exactly. So yep. So Good job. So yep. So to be clear, yeah. For my own brain. So our bread and butter is building. building for others. Yep. But when the opportunity presents itself for us to do our own thing, then we'll do that as well. And if you go on the website and look through some of the projects you guys have worked on, it's like a who's who. You've got PF Chang's, Perry Street Brewing, Mod Pizza. Horizon Credit Union, great clients, Washington Federal. Thanks, Some we're lucky. And referral Center. Yes, my first project. That was your first project. Yeah, yeah, really? yeah. yeah. I love them. Yep. I think there are neighbors out on Hayden. They're awesome. And his house looks about like that. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Well, it's a good-looking building. I don't blame him. Building. Yeah. So, what's next for Baker Construction, and what's next for you? <clears throat> so, I think kind of what's next for the company is like what we talked about is continuing to seek to work with those individuals that respect us and that value us and that are not going to be beating us up over every little thing. And, and again, the economy won't support that for us to continue to be as selective. Um, but 
what's next for Baker is continuing to find those relationships, find, you know, more Washington Federals, if you will, and, and folks like that, that we can continue to grow with. We're lucky because our company also has a lot of um, depth regarding um, age and experience. So my dad always makes the joke that we've got everything from leave it to Beaver to Justin Bieber <laughs> in our office. <laughs> so um, I think that we can be relatable to lots of different people. How many um, employees? Um, between the field and the office, we have 65 employees. 65 employees. Yep. And you did 70 million in build costs? Yep. Exactly. In construction value. Okay. And at any Sweet. point in time, we're typically doing them between 25 and 30 projects. Really? Yep. In all varying fine sizes. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So we asked, uh, we asked Jordan this as well. What do you think the next event is that's going to affect either the economy, real estate market, both? Do you, when do you think it's going to happen? How harsh do you think it's going to be? Oh my gosh. Heavy breathing. Yeah, no joke. I'm like, please be never. I don't know, honestly. I don't know. Because um, the market tanked today for the first time in a while. Yeah. Time. Yeah. I like, don't know. Collectively, I mean. I'd like to get my Ouija board out and answer even, it that so, way. So, I mean, you, th- you think about bigger construction. Now I'm just answering the question. For <laughs> yeah, me. just take it, please. You, you think about bigger construction where they do most of their development work, too. It's pretty localized. And Spokane is usually pretty isolated from major national stuff at least for two years it seems like where it's a two-year lag so you can almost see some of it coming yeah and in real estate even it's like you have your particular holdings so they're not gonna i mean if you have tenants you're good right to your earlier question to steven i think you know keeping our overhead low Mm -hmm. and um and working with with good folks will be huge we can we'll continue doing that um people always say what kind of projects are you guys going to continue doing i think we've got a good thing going a good mix right now um, so I don't think we're going to really change that up. We don't bid a ton of public works projects. Yeah. Um, we're lucky because about 80% of our work is negotiated or it's, you know, team design build where we can be a part of the team early before the mm-hmm. plans are even done. So that's where we're going to grow the company. You know, what's interesting too is that you talk about your history. Yeah. It's like, obviously Baker Construction is going to adapt however they need to yes, adapt. Yes, yes. Yeah. I like, love that you're picking up on it. Whatever the changing market cycles are, yes. <laughs> look at our history. What are we yeah. going to be into next? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wherever we need to be. That's right. Well, I think that you should be our spokesperson, Ben. Yeah. 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 Our mascot. Oh, you put me on salary. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? I think, I think you'd be good at it. Yeah. I do too. You're good at talking <laughs> you nonsense, gotta... but you just have to talk the truth now. And learn <laughs> corny jokes, you know, to hang out at our office. You're going to be yeah. needing to. Your dad can teach me too. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Any topic, he's your guy. Yeah. yeah. So we know each other through volunteerism. Do you want to talk about volunteerism, what you're involved in, how you do it, sure. why it's important to you? Yeah. Um, I think that this last year was kind of the first year that I got more intentional with my volunteer time and just feeling like oh my gosh i kind of hit a wall where i was doing too much and you learn to say no to people yeah exactly (laughs) yeah you're like let's just cut to the chase and that kills me i I hate saying no but you get to a point where you're becoming counterproductive and showing up to board meetings just to show up to board meetings and it's like i don't want to do that anymore so oh stop it that's not even true and that that's so true right Mm -hmm. And I want to be valuable. I mean, I want to bring yeah. something to the table. So um, you guys know I'm doing the Emerging Leader Society still. So I'm the chair of that this year. And I love that. El Jefe. El Jefe. The boss. The boss. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. People are afraid of me. 
<laughs> no, they're not. Is no. this your We've final got a good year team. of that as chair? Will you stay involved Yeah, I'll or? be, you know, like on the advisory committee of sorts, but this will be kind of me sunsetting and we've got good, fresh, young legs to take it over. So. Nice. Um, so I'm doing that right now. I'm also on the Spokane Sports Commission and I really like that. Love that Just on the board. Yeah, that stretches me. I like that one. I feel like I'm learning a ton from that. Well, there's so much that they do for anybody that doesn't know. I mean, their, their entire requisite is to bring hotel stays is that like yeah, from, they're to help the get heads and yeah. beds. Oh, yep. Really. And is this through Visit Spokane? Uh, no, we're Visit. separate from Visit Spokane, but Regional work together with. Team. Yep. So, so they're doing this. You know, we're doing the sports blocks and all that. And, interesting. Yep. I worked really the closely with them when I was involved in soccer. So we would actually oh, that makes borrow sense. equipment from them sure. that they wouldn't charge us for because we would have them go and negotiate a kickback to yeah. us from the hotels for all the teams that were traveling in and really cool organization. So yeah. Um, a lot of people don't know they're bringing high school tournaments like regionals and sections oh, and yeah. all that stuff to town. It's thousands huge. and thousands of hotel nights mm-hmm. that they're stimulating the economy. For our economy, yeah. It's, Sweet. It's Their metrics are impressive. People think it's super political and it's like, no, that's an organization that does more for Spokane's economy than yeah. most people will ever well, know. You never I hear love of it. Them. I don't Yeah, they're doing big things. That's awesome you're involved in that. Thank you. I'm really, really happy that, that you That makes are. me happy that you like them so much. And it's fun to hear somebody that knows the backstory of them too. So mm-hmm. doing that. And then um, I'm on the Valley Chamber now. So I'm liking Ooh. that. Being on the Chamber Board, that was fun. I took that kind of that seat over for my dad. So that was kind of special. Oh, cool. So, so I know I've said this to you before. And I know you got upset with me about it. <laughs> oh, oh, no. I don't want to have the Chamber Talk ding, right ding, now. Ding. We're not having the Chamber Talk right now. Can I just nope. give my opinion on it? No. Sure, but and I'm not gonna. But I'm not gonna comment on it. I'm not gonna comment on it. Go I ahead. I feel like for the longest time, the Valley <laughs> Chamber was like the Stepford Wives. A lot of people showed up, smiled, and pretended everything mm-hmm. was okay. And obviously, there's been a leadership change for a reason. Ben, let's get out of here. There's been okay. a leadership change for a reason, okay. and things have gotten slightly better. So there you go. Okay. Oh, it's gotten, gotten better. Thank hey, you for your comment. Better. Thank you for your comment. <laughs> no. They've gotten I'm better. excited. The Valley Chamber is rocking it, and the the Valley is a force to be reckoned with. Wait, let's okay. talk about yeah. the furniture of the Air Force Base Honorary Commander. Yep. What the, what is I that? know. They let me fly. You're the commander? That looked cool. I oh, love it. I am spoiled. Yeah. Spoiled rotten. Um, we, yeah, we just did like a drive over there. Um, so on those refuelers, I mean, those are freaking legit. So I am the um, Aerospace Medicine Squadron Commander's representative. All that, it's just a fancy title for um basically he's my connection at fairchild so these honorary commanders you know that program basically they just want to make sure that we are supporting the base from a business perspective and making sure that they feel tied into our community and that we make sure we support fairchild um and and keep them involved in our community activities and and support them i mean oh my gosh what they do for us yeah so i'm really enjoying that and dr dan hatcher is my my guy and I love him and his wife and so what does they're that mean? awesome. What does that relationship look like? So that? basically, um, I attend Fairchild events with him and then um, you know, we do stuff um outside of Fairchild too. Like Steve and I went to their Christmas party and that kind of stuff and huh. that's cool. So it's just a way to get connections. Yeah, and just build those friendships, those build build those relationships. Cool. Yeah. Like yeah, they're the biggest employer in the in the Yep. Yeah, county. That's, why, exactly. that's why I said we need them. Yeah, we really do. So you need for your child. Yeah. You do good stuff. So yep. uh, one of my best friends just retired after 28 years. Oh, my gosh. Colonel, and uh, Ben knows him. Ben actually, yeah, you're his Brian, financial yeah. planner. Jeez Louise. Um, but he, uh, 
he Stephen said it, not me. There. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> I've done a lot out there with him on the base, working with some of the the, the kids and youth, and yep, just amazing facilities that and they want to be part of the community. And a they lot of do. Well, and they want to volunteer. I mean, yeah. I've had some conversations with a lot of folks out there. They're saying, "What can we do to help?" I'm like, "Gosh, I love that." Sweet just, attitude. Wow, yeah. you get off of your shift and you want to come, you know, volunteer your time. You're already serving our country, and yeah. now you want to serve the community even more. I'm like, I don't know. I just yeah. respect the hell hell out of them. So like it yeah so, so you kind of know the premise go ahead ben well mine's going to be around investing go so. for it. Okay. oh dear so you personally you and steven you work in real estate obviously yep. i work in the public markets Sorry. yep so <laughs> let me know your thoughts on real estate do you invest personally in real estate if so yes. how mm-hmm. okay and uh i don't know let's just talk about it see okay. how it goes so you know we've got some Steve and I have some minority interest partnerships for some older developments that, um, some deals that my dad put together, just smaller partnerships. But now Steve and I are starting to do our own developing, which is really, really fun. Yeah. Nothing residential. I mean, I'd love to do some apartments or something like that. Um, but I just feel like it's really saturated right now and my pockets are not deep (laughs) enough to be doing anything like that. So I think the kind of where I've watched my dad and George and Reed be successful is that they, um, are not greedy and they're looking for partners and, and JVs where everybody wins. And so putting these deal together, joint venture, junior varsity, um, putting these deals together where, um, you know, not only can you reduce the amount of equity that you have to put in with more partners, but it's more fun. You're working with your friends and you're building long-term wealth, um, from an early age. This is interesting because there's so many young people, I think people like Jordan's Mm -hmm. uh, as well, is that want to get into real estate investing, right? And commercial especially seems like a much higher barrier to entry than if they were just go buy a single family flip, home and put 20% sure. down, right? Right. Which even still, 20%. Oh my God, sure, it, yeah. Like, I gotta have 60 that's a lot of cash. Yeah. Like, that's a lot of cash. That's a lot of cash. Most people have credit card debt. Right. So how does somebody or get student into... Student loans. Yeah, student loans is the biggest one mm-hmm. when they're still young. Uh, how does someone get into commercial real estate investing and sure. development and all that I would stuff? say buddy up with somebody um, like Jordan, you know? Or somebody like um, like our company, find somebody uh, or interview people that you trust or know good things about, and ask them to be a consultant for you and kind of step you through those uh, that process because it is arduous and overwhelming, and um, it's something that you don't want to lose your ass on yeah. because you thought flipping a downtown building was a good idea and you didn't know the first thing. So, so real estate's not for everybody. To be on the <laughs> you're saying? So I all think, of you young, I'm proving a point here at the same time. I know. I'm like, right. no, that sounded like a doom and gloom answer, but, um, but I just truth. would say, you know, you've worked your ass off to get this cash, to get this money, to make this great investment for your family and your yeah. kids. And it's like, go talk to somebody that knows what they're doing and they'll walk you through it and they're glad to do it. They want to see people be successful. And then the other one that I'm asking for a lot of these people is like, well, I don't have enough money to do that. Sure. When is it enough to go and do something like that? Right. Um, That's such a subjective question and and a hard one to answer because it just depends on scope, right? Whether you're buying a, uh, 
uh, building and remodeling. And want you if you have ten thousand bucks. Sure. I mean, so, I don't know cash wise. I don't know how to answer that, but I would say you and or you and your partners need to be prepared to put in, you know, 20, 25%, yeah. unless you're going SBA. Yeah, so have, um, you have your cash. Right, and if you're going SBA, then you and your partners, if you're not the um, the actual small business owner, you can't, you can't have more than, I think it's like 50% ownership in the building anyways, hmm. to take advantage of the 10% requirements for equity. But, so I would say, whatever that dollar amount is, be prepared to have about 20 or 25%. Okay, Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I like it. Yeah, I think as well, it's one of those, do you need to, own 50% if you have a partner or can you be a 10% yeah, equity totally. yeah and, you can be you know, yeah. LLC and buy the there's LLCs that we're partners in for that I'm a 5% partner in I mean that's just small and that's yeah. I think where that like win-win comes in where you mm-hmm. got your group of buddies and we do it now in our 30s and you start rolling them and mm-hmm. it's just fun that's what you know again what my dad and his buddies did which has been really fun for them over the years to see the, the most, fruit of their labor. The totally. most fun for creating an LLC is making funky names and then sending it to the Secretary of State and saying, <laughs> register that business name. <laughs> True. True. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what? That's a weird... Yeah. Uh, and I, I have to get all that data from some of the people I work with customer-wise. You see it published. You should yeah. see yeah. some of the... Some of the oh, I would love to hear them. here in town yeah. have some amazing LLC names. That Give us a couple. Ways. Yeah. No, because... That would be proprietary information. No, it's not. It's with the Secretary of State. It's not <laughs> me that's making Department it. Of Re- Department, of, Department of Revenue has breaking it all. Breaking the law. Breaking yeah. the law. Maybe, maybe off air. Um, so you know the premise well, of the yeah. uh, you know the premise of the uh, podcast, right? So it's we want by the close of 2019, our fitness and our business to be in the best shape of our adult life. Yeah, uh, I love that. For the most part, both of those are really on track. Like yes, crushing what we did last year. You guys look, wise. yeah, you guys look good. Business is going good. I think you're doing it. But you doubled down on fitness a little while ago, and, and it's shown you look great. Oh, God. Um, I'm in black. <laughs> Thanks, Stephen. Thank I'm in full body spanks. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. As soon as Luke gets a compliment, you notice she goes, oh, God. I don't know what to say. Yeah. We talked about Thank this. Thank you. Self-deprecating humor is good at the right time, but it's bad, and you should just learn to take Thank a compliment you, sir. and say thank you. Thank you, kind <laughs> sir. That's one of the hardest things for me to do as oh, well. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I would rather pass oh, praise off It's so awkward, else. yeah. But you're looking good. You've been Thanks, working brother. on it. What's your fitness regimen? What do you do? Why do you do it? What's your preferred kind of fitness? And sure. Let's talk about that. I've been so bad about working out lately. I'll just say it. I Mommy, like it. I like I've been on the Taco Bell diet lately. It's mm. been bad. Yeah. So I'm probably not a good podcast person, but I'm taking the whole mind, body, soul approach right now. So soul. Oh, it takes all of it. I know, right? So Soul, um, Steve and I go to church on Sundays. We don't go every single Sunday, but we do like our nightly devotionals together, which is really important to us. That's so loving that. that. Meriting, the question yes. That would have been a good answer. I know. Dang. I'm, I don't know why I didn't think of that till just now. So loving that and just kind of um, growing our faith together. And then um, uh, Mind, I've been actually working a little bit with Kevin Parker, who I just freaking adore. Um, him and Carrie are amazing people. And he helped me create a new morning routine that has really, really helped me. So I'm meditating and I never thought in a million years that I would be into this. You know, I thought it was all uh, incense and Buddha Bees and all and this. Weird. I do because Tom. I'm not, I do um, insight app okay, and cool. I'm not good enough yet to do it by myself. So I just like pick a topic and I, 
I like a guy's voice normally. Um, it's more soothing. And um, so I pick a topic. I um, do that in the morning and that's really helping. So I chug a big glass of water right when I wake up, um, meditate, and then I do four minutes of gratefulness. And so I talk, talk to myself and pray about all these things that I'm so grateful for and just help me have a little bit more of a clear mind when I start the day. And then I have coffee and read the New York Times. And then I get ready and put my face on. And that takes a lot of work and a lot of time <laughs> to you know, make this makeup come you. together. Yeah, you wake up like that and uh, listen to the news in the morning and then drive to work. But like it has helped me so much because before in the mornings, I was like zero to crazy. Wake up, my alarm goes off. I'm like Facebook, texting, emails. Like I just went from, I was doing too much and my ADD was like on overload. So Kevin helped me kind of styling down my my morning routine. It's helping me be more intentional with my time and calm. Mm -hmm. Um, then I got to get back in the gym. We mm-hmm. work out at Integrity and Liberty Lake, and I love cool. it. It's just fantastic people. Um, it's just, it's a, they do classes on the hour, every hour. Yeah, it's group fitness. Um, it's like cross training. Yeah. Yeah. And I love it. I like their story. I like the people. I don't feel like I, ha- you know, you've got everybody in there that new moms all the way to people that, you know, are really um, new to the gym to people that are, you know, freaking triathletes. So you've yeah. got all over the books where I don't feel awkward mm-hmm. being in there. Awkward. I'm really not coordinated like that. <laughs> so I feel safe. Yeah. But so, yeah, so that's, I don't really have a routine for working out right now, but I need to get my, my ass back well, in there. Kevin's a great mentor and we talked oh, about this with so Jordan. Did you hear us talk about No, I missed the, that part. The Miracle yeah. Morning. Nope. The book. Nuh-uh. Just by a guy Ooh. called Hal Elrod and everything that you're doing, he recommends. Yep. With two exceptions. One he adds in the exercise as part yes, of the morning yep, routine. Yep. And the other one is him and a bunch of people that, that I kind of look up to actually preach that you shouldn't look at or read the news. Yep. Yep. Um, and your phone especially. Oh yeah. We, we I, consume yeah. news so differently now, right? It's like you see things on Facebook, Instagram, mm. Twitter. Uh, it's funny because over the weekend I had no idea what had happened in El Paso. Uh, and, um, uh, so terrible El Paso and Ohio mm-hmm. yep and Dayton just mm-hmm. and then somebody talked about it this morning I was like what right and I felt like an idiot to be honest but sure. at the same time I think if you dwell on that kind of thing mm-hmm. it's degree disconnecting is healthy mm-hmm. yep my thing is I don't do any Facebook or texting or emails but I will read the New York Times mm-hmm. so I have my tablet in the morning flip it up. yep yeah. But I, that was me just wanting to feel a little bit more connected, I think, to, to everything. Because I felt like I had a really good grasp on everything locally. Mm-hmm. Um, but even with my international business minor, yeah. I was dropping the ball greatly on world topics. And I didn't feel very well-rounded. But I'm with you. Yeah, it's kind of, it sucks. It's funny. I get a lot of that from podcasts and different things. There's two guys, it's a podcast called Business and Biceps. Mm-hmm. And they release two a week. And just this morning, they were talking about Trump saying he was going to cure cancer and AIDS and I was like oh dear god oh really no that? Like, is that being oh. misquoted or <laughs> can I see that tweet please where's that tweet <laughs> I'd like to see that but at the same time like to your point yep. it's nice to be worldly right and yes. to hold a conversation when yep. somebody brings something up but the only part of the New York Times I would read would be the cartoons yes. Garfield <laughs> I love Garfield I know. I used to get it in my email every morning and then my work filtered it out and I can't find it. I like Dilbert. <laughs> so is my dad. Yeah. Dilbert's, Dilbert's where it's at. Dilbert's awesome. The fat cat. Uh, what was my question? God, you got me on comics and I thought I know, sorry. And then I I'm sorry. We're off topic. Um, 
They're that easily. Deer to deer. Deer. So I lost it. It's gone. Would you be open to introducing Ben and I to Integrity so we can work out with you sometime? I and would we'll do love some that. Yeah. We'll do it with they, you to get you okay. back in the gym. That'd be good. You're gonna see me in a whole new light. It's not gonna be pretty. We've <laughs> seen you swing a golf club. You've yeah, seen me seen swear and swing a golf club, so it'll be magenta. Remember magenta. <laughs> <laughs> You don't want me to talk about magenta? <laughs> I got well. I got angry at um oh you mean Majestic Storm? Oh god <laughs> I called her Magenta accidentally, so just so everybody knows that's listening. I thought that was her name and her name is Majestic. So I felt now she's on TV. Awful. Yeah, she's killing it. She's Majestic on- Storm is her yeah. actual given name and she's a meteorologist. Like yes. could that be yeah. oh, shit. It's I know, perfect. It's crazy. Yeah, she's adorable and she's crushing it, and I called her Magenta. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Ben. Thank you for putting so me on blast. So I was actually angry, oh. Ben. I asked him about that golf tournament this this year. Oh yeah, you and I didn't get the invite. I no. didn't go either. Didn't oh, go. thank God. I was like, there, why didn't Stephen and I get the? Re, but we should the also re-up. go again. We need to. Go yeah, again. we do. We need to go golf. You know he has never had more fun than when and he we'll golfed. invite Landon. I, was, I had lunch with Landon, Landon Cunningham. Today. <laughs> Hi, Landon Cunningham. <laughs> Damn nice to meet you. Well, he was at the GSI one. Did you see him out there? No, I didn't, dang I only it. know that because he was in one of the GSI pictures that they posted. I was like, oh, he didn't invite me either. Because nobody invited me to the GSI tournament. I was like, oh, I didn't get an invite either. Well, my chopped liver. <laughs> we invite her to stuff. I've never been invited by Brooke to anything. Brooke doesn't do much inviting. <laughs> I don't even know. No, I plead the fifth. I plead, I plead the fifth. fifth. This is BS. This has turned really dark. <laughs> so you think this is Are dark? we done? This, this is, is dark? Yeah. <laughs> oh. So do you do, do you do many podcasts and audiobooks and things like that? I'm getting more into them. I would be lying if I said I was avid. Any favorites? Yeah. No. Okay. No. So, <laughs> no. so you've listened to two. Ordinary to extraordinary. There you go. There. I do have one for you. Okay. And I think you'll really enjoy it because okay. you wanted to be a coroner. Yes. It's just time suck. It's out Really? Of, oh, it's freaking hilarious. And I introduced oh, Dan, to Dan it. Cummins. And we're go- we're going to interview him and his wife here soon. And they're you got to send her the fun. the mon- the, the I mon- yeah, yeah I say Montagues and Capulets. Yeah. It's dog hilarious. folk. Dog <laughs> folk and dog. So it takes it takes like these historical <laughs> topics. I'm gonna play something for you at the end yeah. of this. It's like historical topics like the Hatfield McCoy feud or serial killers like Ed Kemper or, um, you know, like the Black Dahlia murders. It's It's like, he just picks these random topics and it's called Time Suck because he talks about them for a long time. But he gives you all this information, but he's also a stand-up comic. So it's like drunk history with comedy drunk yeah. history yeah. you would love it I, I, it's, that sounds amazing he goes off on these tangents just like oh yeah can you imagine and there's there's one line and I know that's what he's looking for this lady's had like 18 kids or something and what he says <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so Ben is blushing right now air, but yeah, we're not playing that on the air you can go listen to it we'll play it off the air later for you and you will pee your pants okay <laughs> prove it let's go so yeah um, so we've talked fitness, we've talked business, we've talked volunteerism. Let me look at what I did have written down. <laughs> what would you like to ask Ben and I, Brooke? Oh, yeah, that's what I'm going to forget. I never forget stuff. You're the forgetful. Oh, shut up. You guys are like the Laverne and Shirley of podcasts. I'm liking it. Did you just call so, Laverne and Shirley? Sure. You are an You've old never soul. been called Good Laverne Lord. and Shirley? 
I was raised right, okay? Um, <laughs> who's your favorite interview reasons. you've ever done for your podcast? I'm just joking. Brooke Baker. Brooke Baker Spink. So, this one's fun, but for me so far, honestly, it was Tyler Dicker who, for two yep. reasons. One, it was long as he was all worried, but we had to break oh. it up into two. Mm-hmm. The business side of things and his background is awesome. And then when he talked nutrition, amazing. I was, oh, yeah. I was just blown away. Like the things he knows about animal nutrition versus human nutrition and the things that we're getting into now, like macronutrients and how to mm-hmm. eat cleaner. Yeah. have been doing for animals for 40 or 50 years because. They get more money for them at, at market, basically, and it's like, so why are we? Why are we, we not doing that? Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm going to tune into that one. It was Good. so that was the second part, the nutrition part. But his whole story is great. Do you know Tyler? Um, did you say it was Tyler Lafferty? Dickerhoof. Oh no, I don't. No. So him and his wife are uh, isogenics, but it's not your typical isogenics. Like, hey, do you want to buy a shake? They have teams and pods all over the country. Oh, that's cool. World. Oh, jeez. Um, and they're like top four or five. I've heard the name. Yeah. yeah. So them and the Elos are both here in town, and okay. um, they do really well. Should check that out. Yeah, they're they're cool people, uh, and he's actually somebody that we should probably introduce you to off air because yes. I do know that he's looking at diversifying a little and doing some. I would love that intro. Property. You guys might have done their work, maybe. So he had a training grounds gym up on the South Hill. No, I don't oh, think so. I don't think so. Yeah. Um, Okay, so there. That's my first question. Then my second question would be, what's your? Um, this is a, a utopian Barbie question. Um, <laughs> what is your favorite thing about working and living in Spokane as a millennial? I'm not a millennial. I'm a Gen X. He's old. I'm old. Ben, the question goes to you. <laughs> <laughs> you look like a millennial. He acts like a millennial. He's sometimes. Benjamin Button over there. Yeah. Favorite thing. Like, why Spokane? Well, for one, family's here. I yep. mean, obviously, where your family is, is, a, is a, especially when you have kids, yeah. is a big, big thing. So when Lauren and I were both graduating, we kind of said, we're either going to move now, we're going to stay here forever, or we're going to travel. And uh, I think we're, uh, I like the people, obviously. Yep. I mean, I think just the genuineness of people in Spokane yep. is pretty good. Uh, and also, uh, from a strategic standpoint, and and have a pretty well-connected family. So it, uh, when you have that, I think probably one of the reasons why you're here too is like, hey, your family's here. You have a good base built here already yep. to build a career upon. Mm-hmm. Why not take advantage of that? Good people. Good people. And then uh, the fact you can actually buy a home is nice too. Oh, gosh. Isn't that great? It's like, it's like you can have a nice home. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We can afford yeah. something nice yeah. over here. Yeah. Yep. You can, you can, we got a lot of, I mean, our summers here, I say we mm-hmm. live for our summers here. Yep. If, if our smoky August happens every year and it took over July, I wouldn't live here. I'd be gone. Yeah. yeah it's actually coming later this year. Yeah. Yeah. It'd okay. So, Answer wow. as a Gen Xer. As a Gen Xer. Well, just as a person. Um, so as I, an individual. I, I did the big city <laughs> thing. I lived in Chicago before I came here. Right. I moved here for a girl. After a year, a my thought, everybody else's thought when we broke up was I was just going to bugger off to either Chicago, San Diego, New York, somewhere, big city. Like for some reason, I felt like I was supposed to be in Spokane. I did soccer for a little bit longer and then I got involved in the business community about five years ago. And then it's 10 years in September that I'll be here. That is crazy. 10 years. And in 10 years, Spokane has given me some of the best friends I've ever known. I've got access to rivers, lakes, mountains, recreation. 
year round. If I want to go on a mountain and ski, or if I want to go and swim in the lake, or be on a boat, I can do that. Uh, access to airport that literally goes. You travel a ton. Yeah, I do. Yep. And I just fell in love with this little city. There's so much potential and so much positive energy. And I wish people would focus on the positive things in Spokane. Yes. Instead of always the negative. You know, I people agree. say, oh, what issues? Well, yeah, there's some homeless people, but in the grand scheme of things, it's not as bad as a Seattle, Portland. Everybody has issues. Yes. You know, yeah, we have some issues that need to be fixed. We have some politics that needs to be sort of addressed. Um, but on for the most part, we have a vibrant downtown. I can be in the middle of nowhere in 10 or 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. I've got a community that I feel a part of both in the business sense and the personal sense. Yep. And I just, this is home. Right. Like I don't look at Scotland as home anymore. Scotland that is crazy. So, so I love hearing though. that. Hmm? Still got the accent though. Yep. It's what changed. I think has been cool to see about Spokane too is how much we've grown up the last 10 years. Yeah. I mean, growing up here as a kid, like mm-hmm. the first thing you wanted to do was get out of Spokane because uh, it was not fun. Right, right. <laughs> but the downtown, downtown was now, not... Like, we have an yeah. actual downtown core. We have national shops that are here. We have restaurants you want to go eat at yes. that make good cocktails. Yeah. It's a not just a freaking Michelob Ultra or something. Right. Like, it's like they're actually good, gourmet. good places to yeah. eat. Yeah. Gourmet for that McNons. <laughs> yes. There was a, a With Merlot. comic, and I can't remember who it was. I think we'll just keep going. Yeah. You, I think it was Mayor Condon that might have played it at his State of the City address one of the years. But we had a comedian that came to town and he said he was expecting to walk around downtown Spokane and just see nothing but meth heads and, mm-hmm. and just this forlorn, dystopian, like, crack Mess. universe. And he said, it's cool. He's like, the bars were cool, the restaurants were cool. He's like, there's a reason they want people to think that. They don't want people from Seattle and Portland coming yes, in. Mm-hmm. Somebody that said that. And you know what? I agree with that. We had Rick Welliver from Spokane Boxing on as well, which was another great interview, by the way. And then we trained with him. And he said, we need to stop trying to use Boise, Seattle, and Portland as a model and just be Spokane. Yes. We're a railroad city. The yep. railroad's always been a huge part of yeah. it. We're a river city. The it's river and the falls are part of it. We're beautiful. I mean, literally, we have... When you go to the Spokane Falls at any time of year, it's different and it's breathtaking. Like in early spring when it's just flowing so harsh... And then in, you go in the fall and it's slower and it just seems like it's kind of like a, if you want a metaphor for how Spokane is, it's like summer's great and then it gets cold and then in the spring it's like, let's ramp up for the summer. And mm. yeah, this, what's not to like about this place? I love that. You need to be the face. You can be the face of Spokane. You're say, the face you of bigger construction. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Legends. Legends. <laughs> Hashtag. Hashtag. Hash brown Why legends. Why do you stick around? Family. I mean, yeah. I am so close um, with my family that I didn't want to be anywhere else. Um, I did an internship when I was at Wazoo um, with Boeing, and mm-hmm. I kind of thought that that was going to be the direction that I was going to go. And I also just didn't love the idea of being on the West Side. I'm like such a sucker for family time. And so that's really why I stuck around. And I was lucky that I got that job with State Farm that allowed me to yeah to be here and have five years to get my butt kicked by somebody else and bring some value <laughs> to our company you know and yeah so i love it and i'm i'm lucky you know steve's from upstate new york um and he loves spokane and he echoes a lot of the things that steven says um it just makes me happy that i'm there's never going to be a position or a time where i'm gonna have to leave yeah um i hope 
unless my dad fires me yeah um (laughs) i have to do something pretty bad yeah but i love it here and uh you know that's where we want to raise our family and yeah you're saying fire you but in all seriousness there has to be some kind of secession plan right to where you're kind of being ceo to be baker construction we've got a really good group of um of guys in our office right now so it's going to be a team a team effort for the next kind of yes absolutely so i'll play a role in that um but it's i'm going to be one of a couple guys and 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 myself that uh will kind of take it to the next level but Honestly, George and Reed and my dad are still such huge parts of our company that it's it's scary and exciting to think about yeah. the next step. And like, I never want them to retire because I love them so much. But we've got a you team, so it's not just there. yeah, absolutely. The I did coaching. One thing that I forgot to mention: um, you guys are embarking on like a pretty significant change in how you're marketing yourself. I saw some of your your inland film company Thank you. videos that look yeah. amazing. Thanks. That, that looks interesting. Thank you. Is that you. your idea? Did you play a part in that? Yeah, uh, played a part in it. Um, as a team, we were saying, um, okay, we need to be better on our social media. And there's a gal in our office. Her name's Stevie, and she's fantastic. She's managing our um, our Facebook and our Instagram. And what we really wanted to do was utilize the guys from Inland Film Co., who are some one of, one of my buddies from high school, but utilize these guys to help us show the community um, what our clients see. So the clients that work with us know that we're fun and know that um, we know what we're doing, but we want to get some marketing out there to really kind of show our personality and, um, kind of differentiate ourselves a little bit more. So that, mm-hmm. that makes me happy that you noticed that. Yeah. Oh, he looked like a badass, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, Oh my Ooh. gosh, wild, wild west. So <laughs> yeah, we want to, yes, we want to, you know, show a little bit of personality, be a little bit edgy, but also still appeal to any type of client. So I want to, appeal to the boomers i want to appeal to the millennials mm-hmm. and um but yeah i'm thanks for noticing that I see yeah i like to see everything <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for noticing thanks um, for noticing well that's kind of how i circumvent um when people want to talk politics or current affairs mm-hmm. i turn it back around on them and just get them talking about themselves mm-hmm. so if you know what's going on and my job essentially is to know every business owner and every every business in town so I take it yep. seriously. Oh my goodness, Ben's doing a weird picture. I already got some pictures. He's making fun of me for my professional resume. <laughs> Don't worry. Put a, fil- a first... put a filter on that. So I, I sat down with a kid <laughs> who was looking for look some mentorship on Friday. And the first thing he did was slide a, a resume over to me and I gave him it back. And I said, we might get to that later. Let's just talk. I like I that. That's you. And that probably so, helped him get the jitters off the table. Because yeah. that's intimidating. Within about three minutes, I had him talking about sport. Yeah, you know, just open up. Icebreaker. Yep. So get the but I do that commonalities as well. When they hand me financials, I'm like, not yet. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Let's just talk. Set it off to the side for now. Oh, that's why you're doing so good. Well, let's define values and then we'll talk. Yep. There's always room to be better. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, do you want to talk about anything else, Brooke? Anything else you want to say before we wrap it up and free you? (laughs) Free me. Freedom. Freedom. No, I 
I I love you both, respect you both, and I'm excited to have our friendship continue to grow throughout the next. That's really good golfing. However, yeah, take me to the golf course. Uh, Next couple decades in this town, that's what's really fun. Thinking about us growing together and growing our businesses together. And telling Ben, just because I'm single doesn't mean I don't get invited. Like I can be a third, (laughs) a fifth, or a seventh wheel. Like we need to get you a nice lady. Date with Lauren and Steve, and Stephen will come too. You're like Weston's your date. You Can you there hold him? Said water, and I was like, what? "What? No, we tried that." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm talking to other her friend Lauren. Oh, <laughs> that yeah. Lauren. She's doing good. She's dating um, a really <laughs> awesome guy, another ELSer. So yeah, I'm, I'm stoked. For they're them doing both. awesome. They're good people. Yep. They're, and he's a good dude too. Actually. I love them both. Yeah. But I love you both. Love, love, love. Puppy dogs and candy canes. We have, we've had karaoke out here before. Yeah, Ordinary, too extraordinary. And also our numbers. And this trumpet. Okay. So you can, <laughs> the you trumpet. Can jump in at any point, but we're going to do like our little. We're going to beg people to like us and review us and okay. do all that stuff. Have you done that yet? You've how would people get a hold of us? I think so. Oh, yeah, let's yeah. talk that. Give yourself a little plug. Give you how do people get a hold of you if they have they want to talk to you oh, about development sure. they want to talk to you call about me. yeah how would they call, call you Brooke? me pick up, your a, phone pick up your phone dial area code <laughs> www.bakerconstruct.com do not type in the i o n or it will not work that domain is taken <laughs> bakerconstruct.com and so yeah that was already taken and then our number at the office is five zero nine Five three five three six six eight. And people can text that because nobody calls anymore. Right? Um, yeah, not putting my cell phone number. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> Stephen tries to do that to me. I'm like, my cell phone number is not on my card for a reason. I am already on my phone twenty four seven. No, and I would just say anybody that even just wants to shoot the breeze about something or pick my brain, like we love to connect with people and I would love to just chat. So you don't even have to have a potential project in mind. I just love meeting people. So give me a call. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for tuning in to Ordinary to Extraordinary. Yeah, and until the next time, be good to oh, yourselves and to each other. What about social media? <laughs> well, we, we're too late. It's like we're an hour and 13 in. Like us. Like yeah. us on Facebook. Please. Please. <laughs> Please. <laughs> they right. like me. They really like me. With that, we're done. Thanks, guys. Boom. Thank you. Boom. <laughs>
Now 